How are we, people? Welcome to the Fair One Podcast. This is live. We are going to do a review of the fights, have a chat, see what people think of the fights that are coming up, and everything else that is uh, important in the life of the esoteric, borrowing that from the Tim Ferriss Podcast. I was able to put it into my own podcast, so I'm very, very happy with that. I'm going to do the intro, guys. <laughs> How are we all? Um, please let me know what you guys think, what's happening, what you guys thought of the fights on the weekend. I was very impressed with um, Cyril in the main event. He was very, very impressive guy, man. I was super impressed with Aldo. Um, I was impressed with Bobby Green and his loss to Fizier. Really, really impressed with Bobby Green. I think that he seems to have cleaned up a lot of his a lot of his boxing and a little bit of his... Like the, before, he used to shoulder roll a lot and still get... Um, just get tagged up a lot. He wasn't doing a lot, but this time against a very good striker and Fiziev, he was able to get that into the third round where he, he Fiziev was throwing power shots, loading up on those power shots, and he really um, did a good job of, of not getting, you know, tagged up by him and taking that further and further into deeper waters where he was able to capitalize on it. So, well, capitalize as far as winning the third round. I, I, I agree with the decision. I thought it was, it was close, but, I don't know. You'd have to give the first round. Maybe you could have given to Bobby Green. I don't know. Maybe, but definitely second round. I think for Fiziev, and then the third round for Bobby Green. But um, yeah, like I said, I was really impressed. I was impressed with both guys, but I was really impressed with with Bobby in that fight. You know, so that that's um, Vicente Luque. Man, he was he was really really good. Man, he was he looked. You can't even say he looked great because the fight was so quick. Um, I was in, again, I think it was a good job by Kiesa. He was able to implement what he wanted to do. Um, but And I think one of the guys here, I think it was Marshall Smartest, said um, it was a great grappling exchange. That was the one exchange we saw, you know. And um, he got Kiesa in his patented uh, DAS choke, and that was that, you know. Um, so, yeah, so what do we got here? Nathan Gorman says, I feel like the fight between Francis and Ghani would Hinge on that exact detail. I don't see Ghani able to stay calm, and for that reason, he gets clipped and KO'd. I don't know. I haven't seen anything with Cyril that looks like he wouldn't stay composed, you know? There's nothing in it to say that he wouldn't, that I've seen thus far, correct me if I'm wrong, um, to suggest that he can't stay composed. Having said that, the thing I see, one of the things, and we'll, we'll talk about it closer to the fight, is um, the fact that, unlike Derek Lewis, Francis is a lot more mobile, and he can hit you from all sorts of different angles. He Obviously, it's no, nothing new that he hits very hard. He hits stupid hard, and he hits from, like I said, different angles, off balance. He can be off balance. His feet can might not be planted, um, and he'll still swing, and if he hits you, you're, you're going down. Now, having said that, uh, Cyril looks to be a guy that's, that understands distance quite well, you know, um, other than tending to kind of be in the pocket a little bit, but he didn't do that against uh, Derek Lewis. So I think that's something that they addressed. Um, he's trained with Francis a lot before, so they both got each other's timing, but I think it's more important that he has um, Francis's timing and, um, and length down than it is the other way around, just because of the dire consequences that come from you not getting Francis's timing down pat, you know? 
So I think the fact that that those things happen are all, all are all in favor of Ghani in that regard. Not not that I favor Ghani in the fight, but I'm saying that all those things, the fact that they trained before, I think favor Ghani a little more than they favor um than they favor Francis. So I, I don't know. The thing with Francis, though, like I said, the thing with Francis is that he can be off balance, he can be bum rushing you, he can be moving back, it doesn't matter. If he hits you and he connects, you're going down. So that's very, very scary. We are live, says Gun is the French Terminator. Wishful thinking says hi, Fab. Schwetlord says, How good is uh, Vicente's guard? Uh, das, sorry. It's it's very good. I think he's got the most finishes by Das, you know. So um, it surprised me that he was able to get Kessa the way he did and how quickly he was able to get it because Kessa is a very, very, very good grappler. Um, Nathan Gorman says, um, how does Ghani stay in the pocket to hit Francis without backing up from fear of Ghanu's hands? I, I don't think he can hit Francis in the pocket. I don't think he's going to even try. I think he's going to do what he did with Lewis or try to do what he did with Lewis. You know, he's got very, he's got better footwork and better angles than both those guys. So I think that that's what he's going to try and play. Um, different angles, different you know, different movement and try and get Francis, drag him out into those fourth and fifth rounds where the power won't be as significant necessarily. Um, I think Francis would slow down considerably in the third, fourth and fifth, particularly in the fourth and fifth. Um, I still don't think he's not, he's going to lack punching power. He's still going to have some shots on him though. Um, but just statistically, you, you don't have the same power in the fourth and fifth that you do in the first, second and third. You can see that statistically, and just um, as far as energy systems are concerned, you won't have the same punching power. So I don't, I don't think he's going to even try to hit him in the pocket like, like he did with with Lewis. I don't think that's where he's going to try and take that fight. If he's in the pocket, he's going to be pushing Francis up against the cage or trying to take Francis down. Um, and then when if Francis defends that, which he will, I think you know, especially early on, then he's going to have to back out and not get hit on the way out and hope that Francis can't land them on him if he bum rushes him. Now, I think Cyril's got a lot of powers himself, you know, and even if he's not, he he's not that one punch stop, you know, kind of power that Francis has or Derek Lewis has, but he's a big, strong guy that knows how to strike. He's got a lot of striking credentials as well in his, in his um, arsenal. So I, and he's experienced, man. People talk about like he's new to the, to the fight game and this and that. He's relatively new to MMA, but like I've said before, one of the things that I like for, you know, he had his first fight in Muay Thai um, in 2014. You know, we are now in 2001, you know, so by the time he fights Francis, could be 2002, could be closer to, you know, eight years or something of, of fight experience. And with guys like that, like big guys that, that, I think heavyweights in particular that haven't taken the tremendous amount of trauma that some other guys have. I think it's it's honestly a um, a, a benefit to them. Uh, the other thing is with with a lot of those heavyweights, if they've played sports like basketball or football, and he's played both, I think it helps a lot with the footwork, and you can kind of see it. He's very light in his feet. He's it also like he would have if say he played basketball, he'd be. Mr. Average. He's not. Mr. He's not huge. 
He's not like hugely athletic compared to like six foot five basketball players and guys that build are usually taller, like the power forwards and that. So he'd be he'd be okay, but then you take him out of that that sport, right? And you put him into uh into MMA where a lot of the guys can't move the way he moves, you know? Um and I think that that is a big advantage. I think the fact that he's had, you know, he's had 13 kickboxing fights. He's won nine by knockout. So he can hit, man. He can whack. And he's had 10 MMA fights. He's won four of those by knockout um, and three submissions and three decisions. So, like, all up, he's had 23 fights. It's not like he hasn't, you know, he hasn't had any, um, like he hasn't had much fight experience, and he's had he's had a lot of fights, man. He's 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 had enough fights to know what he has to do. So I think it'll be it, it'll be interesting. Um, somebody else says, Robin McKenzie says, "Greetings from the Frontier Fab. Greetings to you, good sir." Juice says, "How difficult is it to fight a friend, or is it all business when they're in the cage?" I don't know. I've never had. I've never. I've never. Like I've never had anyone fight a friend. You know what I mean? I've had people that have fought people that are that are um, that they're friendly with, but not not a friend, like a close friend or something like that. It depends. It depends how you define friend. Is friend someone that you're like, hey man, how you doing? When you see each other, da da da. But you both know in the back of your mind, hey, we're gonna have to fight each other someday. Like most of the guys that I've coached, guys being a gender neutral term, girls as well, like a friend, friend, they they wouldn't fight them. You know what I mean? There's a difference between that. I think, uh, and then other people can fight their friends, and it's cool. So, uh, um, I think it, it depends. It also depends. Like, if you grew up competing, like if you grew up in wrestling, you might like stay at each other's house in the wrestling, and then have to compete against each other the next day. You know what I mean? Like, you might live in a different state, and you come through to a tournament. You stay at your friend's house, but you could be wrestling him the next day. Um, and if you grow up like that, then you might see it as just a competition thing. I think the stakes are very high professional sport, though, where, like, it's that sliding doors thing. One person can go one way and the other person can go another way just off, off that win or off that loss. Um, and in the way that the pay structure is done in the UFC, like, you can double your money and you can halve your money, you know what I mean, by winning and losing. So I think that's it's hard. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that Ghani and uh, or Gan, rather, and Francis. I don't know how close they actually are. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know, again, what's portrayed in the media, what's not, what they say is not necessarily what's true. I'm not calling them liars or anything, but I'm saying like, it's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily that they are even that close a lot of the times, um, or that maybe they're closer than what we think. I don't know. But generally as well, like once you're in there and you're hitting each other, yeah, you're hitting each other. Um, Nathan Gorman says, how does Ghani say, okay, Schwetlord says, France has got power everywhere. Lewis had to hit the right hand. And both he and Ghani knew it. I think for me is where the biggest difference from this fight to the Ghani fight. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Lewis was the overhand right, the right uppercut. Um, they're the main weapons of choice, whereas Francis can hit you completely off balance, throw a left hook, catch you, and, and you're in a lot of trouble. Um, Andrew says, hey, Fab, I've seen people making comparisons in fighting styles between Rob and Cyril Ghani. What do you make of these comparisons? 
hope all is well. I mean, there there are similarities. There are some similarities, but I think the similarities, when you look at them, like from a from a you look at it from a what how could I say this? Like a, a simplistic kind of view. There there are some similarities. They both bounce. They both think, but I think they're very very different in in how they fight. Um, they're very very different. Like it's not. He doesn't come to me like when I think like Rob similar to Rob. I, I don't. Not at this stage, anyways. Maybe I see something later down the track, and 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 I do. But no, they they they're a bit different. They're a little bit different. At least I think that, anyways. Wishful thinking says, "How do you think a fight between Derek Lewis and Rosenstruck goes?" I personally think Rosenstruck is just a better version of Derek. I think it goes like every other Derek Lewis fight. Either he gets outstruck, he gasses out, can't hit the dude, um, or that happens and Derek Lewis cracks him anyways and he wins. Chris H says, does Luke have the best chance of beating Usman at 170? I mean, yes. He could. He, I don't know if he has the best chance because I think there are some really good fighters at, at 170. Even like... Like they're they, like not just off. Oh, he won his last fight. He lost his last fight, you know. But yeah, but I don't know if he has the best chance. He has he has very good chance, you know. But I also saw that Kessa was able to still relatively early get him to the ground. Um, there was a good grappling exchange, and he made it gave a good account of himself. Did Luke on the ground, obviously finishing him with a dust. But I'd, I'd have to believe that. Usman would be able to get him to the ground and or hold him up against that cage. Um, so I don't know if he's got the best chance, but he's got a good chance. Um, evening Fab and everyone says, Randy, Nathan Gorman says, can Garn outpoint Francis though? Two last five rounds without getting hit, Stipe did it, but Stipe used wrestling. Garn doesn't have Stipe level of wrestling. But Cyril can wrestle, man. He's, 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 you know, he has taken people down. He can wrestle. Um, I don't think he has Stipe's level of wrestling, no. Um, I, I don't know. But MMA maths, like, it doesn't it doesn't add up like that either, you know what I mean? Um, having said that, Lewis beat Francis too, you know, and he doesn't have any of those things, you know. Of course, he has that one-shot power. So I think it's not so much what you have but how you use it, you know. So I, I do think that... Um, I do think that it matters what happens in the fight. You know what I mean? That that matters a lot. I agree with you, though. You've got to last at least three rounds without getting tagged, you know? Maybe in the fourth and fifth, he's lost a bit of steam, da-da-da-da-da, but you have to last a good solid three rounds without getting tagged. That's a fucking hard, like a hard ask. Nathan Gorman, so, but, but he's not, in, Francis has proven that he's not unbeatable. You know, he's not unbeatable. And contrary to popular belief, Stipe didn't do a horrendous job. He got clipped, man. He got clipped against Francis, you know. And that's what's going to happen. And that's what you've got to be careful with Francis. And Francis can't clip anyone. doesn't mean you fall bad just because you lost. Um, Nathan says, I don't feel this card was a pay-per-view worthy of a card. I feel like recently the fights on paper don't give me much excitement. The future pay-per-view cards look good, though. It's an interesting thing here, and that's what I was saying before. Not this card, but the card before it, when I was saying tears about, like, that card. Whilst it was a good card, it was a good card. I enjoyed the fights. There were a lot of good fights. Having said all of that, on that particular card, there wasn't 
Like if if you had watched, so just so we all know what card I'm talking about, the Horde versus Strickland card. If that card was on any other promotion, no one would watch it. You know, I enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of Strickland. I'm a big fan of Hall. I like them both. For nostalgia's sake, from a MMA nerd's perspective, I was really into that particular fight. But all of those fights on that card were great. Having said that, on the other side, Bellator had a good card. For like, by Bellator standards, it was a really good card. Had a belt on the line, right? And what I, I, from my understanding, that did something like eighty or ninety thousand views, Bellator, and that UFC card did something like nine hundred thousand views, right? Not buys, views. And you think like, like fuck, man, that's the difference, you know? That's the difference with like the UFC doesn't have to put um, amazing cards together because the the UFC propaganda will get you over the line, you know? They'll get you your your fucking um your viewership right and they've done a fantastic job of promoting the ufc so i don't i think you can expect more cards like that to be honest with you um juice says the friend question was in regard to francis versus gun although i'm not sure how close they are that's what i mean man a lot of the times it's played out like you got to understand, dude, this, like, whilst you have relationships with people, it's it's also like a work relationship as well to a certain extent. Like, you know, people change jobs, people, whatever. It's not like you're necessarily best fucking mates, you know? Um, a lot of the times it's circumstantial. A lot of the times you go to a gym, and especially being a big guy, there might not be 10 other big guys at a gym, you know? You might not want to work with 10 other big guys. This is another... Massive misconception that people have. People think you should go to a gym that has 10 other heavyweights. Why? You know, why would you do that? Why would you, like, they're the competition. Why would you go and show your cards, you know? You don't have to do that. Um, so it might be circumstantial. It might be that you're a big heavyweight and you're good and there's a, a gym that's got one or two other heavyweights and you, you kind of gel pretty well with them. You have good chemistry. You just train together well, blah, blah, blah. And you just train there together because of all those things. And you get on really well and you have the right same work focus. But outside of the gym, you might have different political, religious, all sorts of different views, man, that you don't, you're not really necessarily cool with a guy. But in the gym, you're both respectful, you like each other, you don't have to pretend. You, you just generally just gel. Like there's people, you know, you have like, you have a best friend at work, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you guys go fishing together and hang out together. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But you might have a dude that's at work that, you're like, fuck, man, this guy's good. You just get on, you just have a laugh, da-da-da-da-da. But when you go home, you go home, you know, and maybe that person never comes to your house, never has dinner with you, never anything. And when you leave, you're sad to see, to go, but you'll probably never talk to that guy again, you know what I mean? Um, and it could be like that, like a lot of the times it's like that. Hudson says, you don't see many MMA fighters over six foot. Why do you think that is? Well, you do in in like the heavier divisions that they're they're generally over six foot. Um, but I would tend to think that if you're like generally like a semi shield character, like you're almost seven foot, uh, Struve, all those guys, like if you if you have average level talent to play like basketball or something, then you're going to play that because 
you ride the bench in the NBA and get paid a lot more than you will as a fighter. Granted, the NBA is super hard to make, but I'm saying to you, like, you could play professional basketball anywhere and do pretty well, you know? Um, I think you're generally going to see, one, there's not that many people that are that tall. And when you are that tall, you're a bit of an anomaly. And there's other avenues that are open to you when you're that tall. Like, you are, uh, you know, you're, you're out. You're, you're not a normal person. Also, when you're, when you're that tall, like, you've got to understand there's not that many humans that are that tall just period there's just not that many and out of them even less are going to be athletes and out of that many only very very fucking few are going to be fighters you know so it's it's that's probably why you don't see that there's just not that many people that are six five six four six six um anyway you wouldn't see that many people over six foot in your office uh Hudson says, you don't see many MMA. Juice says, oh, yeah, you mentioned it. Thanks. Andrew says, thanks, Fab. No, thank you, guys. Thank you for everything. Uh, Salah Ahmed says, evening, Fab. Evening to you, good sir. Um, Wishful Thinking says, cheers, Fab. Also, what's next for Fiziev? What do you guys think is next for Fiziev? You know, that's um, he's not in an easy division. He's a tough, it's a tough fight. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, the lightweight division's no joke. There's a cavalcade of animals there, man. I don't know. You know what I mean? I generally, genuinely do not know. Um, whilst he looked good in those first two rounds, I dare say over five rounds, if he fights like that, he's going to have problems. Even over three rounds, I think, like, a guy, you know, that could push a little more than what Bobby Green did, which Bobby Green did a fantastic job, um, could possess could could present some trouble for him, you know. So whilst he did, it's one of those things. And and again, it I guess it comes from this is a compliment, not a not a criticism of Fiziev. I guess you expect so much from him, kind of like um, Islam Mahashev, that when they win, you expect them to win, like blow the person out of the water. And if he does anything other than that, he, his stock drops. Whereas if the other guy's stock goes up in a loss, like Bobby Green's stock kind of went up in that loss against Fiziev, and Fiziev's stock kind of went down because, you know, he didn't run through Bobby Green, which I don't think is fair to really expect that of him. I, I don't know. I don't know what happens there. Like, can I see him beating a Dan Hooker right now? No. Can I see him beating a, a maybe Dosanio or someone like that might be a tough, a real tough fight, man, for him. I think that's a that's a nice fight to make. Um, I don't see him beating Islam. I, I don't know. I think him, I'd like to see him fight Dos Anjos, but it might be a step up too early for him. I don't know. Maybe another guy before he cracks that top 10. I'm not sure. Um, Ryu Ken says, Cyril Gunn is growing on me. I wasn't a fan, but now I am. Actually been a fan since day one. Nathan Gorman says, Fiziev clearly won round two and Green won the third. It should be 29 to 28. How did one judge score at 30-27? I don't know. We spoke about it before. I, I thought the first round was up for grabs kind of thing. I thought Fiziev might have got it. I could understand if someone gave it to Ding. I don't see it as a 30-27 fight. Um, obviously, we've spoken about it like we spoke about it before, but you've got to also understand there's three judges for that reason, and they, they can only see what they see. And if you're ringside and you're watching, you can only see you can only see from one perspective. You're not watching it from television. 
You know, you might have a screen next to you, but you're watching the fight here. So you can only see what's happening from one angle. And that's why you have three judges. So I think like people do, I mean, people, I'm not calling you an asshole, but people, and, and don't get me wrong. I disagree with a lot of the, the decisions. I don't agree that it was a 30-27 fight, but I'm also saying this. The reason that you have three judges is because of that. That's why when you take one judge out and you say, how did you see it like that? It's because, dude, I can only judge from what I can see, not from what I think I saw, you know? So you have to understand that as well. Like you can't, like if I'm watching, I can only see from one perspective. I can't see what somebody else is doing. Many, many times when I've cornered people, I've been watching, especially because I'm, I want my guy to win. And I've been thinking, my guy's flogging that dude, you know? But what's happened is my guy is on, the the other guy's on his back, for instance, right? The other guy's on his back on the far side of the octagon from me. And all I can see is my guy's back and him wailing down, landing shots, bam, bam, bam. And I'm thinking he's going to kill this guy. When I watch the video and I see it from the other angle, he didn't land any shots. He landed shots on the guy's arms. The guy was tying him up. He's throwing punches. He, he didn't land any shots on the ground. I'm just giving an example. Then they get back to their feet, da 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 da. So I'm not, where, whereas I'm not sticking up for the judge, but I'm also trying to explain to people, it's actually, this is how it's seen. It's not, it's, this is what the judges can see. It's not really a fair thing. And I think um, people love to shit on the judges because it makes people feel like, fuck, I know what's going on. These guys are idiots. And, and I think, there's also the agenda where people can talk about, oh, they ripped the guy off of fighter pay. And it's like, no, dude, they don't, they don't organize the fight pay. Um, I don't agree just for the, for the argument. I don't agree with the decision. I don't think it was a 30-27 win for Fiziev. But I also think, like, you've got to understand, that's why you have three judges. If all three judges gave that 30-27 to Fiziev, I would be like, Nah, then it's impossible because you have three different angles. How the fuck did you see that? Um, Chris H says, if NYC is, uh, is requiring vaccines, the Madison Square Garden card is going to fall apart. Zachariah Tana says, big fabulous. What do you think about UFC forcing the interim belt in the heavyweight division to force Francis to fight? That's not why they did it. They did it because they didn't want. The, they didn't think that Amanda Nunes was going to carry that card on her own, and more people are going to watch the two heavyweight men. It's not. It's not to force Francis to fight. Um, Juice says seeing Stipe rock Francis even just a little bit made me realize Francis isn't invincible. I, I think I think there's a, he's not the best striker in that division, in my opinion. You know, but he's hits the hardest, and if he hits you, you're staying hit. Ali Shukri says, Ghan himself said they were never really close at all. Well, there you go. And having said that, like, don't read into too much what people say, you know, because that's why I don't get into it. Oh, he said this, blah, blah, blah. because, man, I've been involved with people or whatever. Don't get too caught up with, oh, he's a good guy or he's not a good guy. You don't know, man. <laughs> you don't fucking know him, you know? And they're not just because they say something in an interview or in a podcast. It doesn't mean that's what they really think or that's what they really like. Like I said to you before, you don't go around and introduce yourself and say, hi, my name's Tom, and um, I like to portray myself as a nice guy, but I'm a bit of a prick, and you know what? I've got a crush on my brother's wife as well. 
Um, so yeah, that's me in a nutshell, just putting it all out there on the table saying, no one, no one, no one, no one does that. You know, everyone has thing. And especially if you're putting shit out in the public, like don't take it all with a grain of salt, you know? Um, Salah says, Luca is only 29. I feel like it's inevitable. He becomes a champion. Welterweight is an aging division. Usman, Wonderboy, Burns are all on their way out. Leon and Luca are the only young guys in the top 10. True. True, but um, you got to remember with welterweight and lightweight and featherweight, they're the weights that most people walk around at. So there's always new guys coming through. You know, there's always new guys coming through. I think Luke is a pretty bad motherfucker, though. Pip Dennison says, hi, sorry I'm late. Surf with Jacko was fun. What did I miss? You missed nothing, sir. Well, you missed the nothing. Stainless Stove says, it's fabulous. Fabulous, Fab streaming again. Love it. Hey, Fab, I went skateboarding today. Felt good. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Fab's knees. What did you think of Aldo? Thank you, man. Thank you for supporting us. I think Aldo's one of the best to ever lace gloves on, man. He's He is a monster, dude. He is an absolute monster. I think he could have been like one of like like cemented his name in, in folklore, but he would he couldn't go down anyways. It wasn't they weren't doing that um, champ champ thing, but I think he could have been one of those people that that held the belt as a as a featherweight and as a bantamweight. Oh, like I said before, like when I first saw him, I I thought like when I first saw him in real life, you know how it made, people make fun of me because they say everyone thinks everyone's big. I don't, you know. But there are people that are fucking big, and there are people that aren't. Kessa was huge when I saw him in real life. Um, Aldous shocked me how small he was. Like when I first saw him, because on TV he looked like, man, this guy looks massive for featherweight. When I saw him in real life, he was jacked and muscular. Don't get me wrong, but he was little. He was like a little, little guy. And it surprised me how little he was, you know. He looked strong as fuck. Don't get me wrong. He didn't look like a weak, little, timid guy. But I thought this guy could fight at bantamweight. It was like the first, it was like, bang, this guy could fight at bantamweight. And he made that move later in his career, you know, which gets harder for you to cut the weight. And uh, he's looked amazing. The problem is, I think, two things. He is aging. He looks absolutely fantastic. He looks as lean as a cadaver. I think his style like he cuts those angles, he slips and rips, you know, and he does that really well. And he, whilst he does throw volume though, but the major thing that he does is throw power bombs. And I think that there's a few guys in that division that, uh, well, if no, a featherweight, there's, there's Holloway that is just going to just drown him in volume. And that's what he did. Like he, he hit Holloway some good shots and big rips to the body but after three rounds, he just could not keep up the volume. And I see him struggling with Peter Yan over five rounds. You know, I think that's that's a hard fight for him, you know. Real, real hard fight. Um, and I think Bantamweight, there are some guys there that are sluggers now. There a lot of guys that have power. But I, I see him being there, top two, top three. Again, Dillashaw, hard guy to do that with over five rounds, especially if they fight over five rounds. Very, very hard, man, because... Dillashaw's got the cardio to keep going. He's got the elusiveness to make you miss. Um, he can hit as well, and he can hit and move and find angles. Um, 
uh, Sanhagen, again, another guy that's going to give Aldo problems. But I think Aldo's phenomenal, and I think he looked absolutely amazing. Just a second. Uh, Juice says, I would have no trouble fighting any of my work colleagues. Jokes. Well, there you go then. That's how a lot of people feel. Juice says, at Stainless Stove, you're a legend, and I agree, sir. Stainless Stove says, hey, Fab, do you think Elder had an injury in his legs and had some kind of metal plate? I don't know. I assume something has happened to his legs and it might hurt him to kick these days. I, I don't know. He I don't know. He's broke his foot once on a check. That might have made him a little more hesitant to kick. I think a lot of it comes, though, from the fact that he's adopted a more boxing-heavy approach. And so um, he's not as square as he once was. To throw those kicks, you want to be a little bit more square. And I think his feet are angled a little bit different he, for him to be able to slip and move and rip. And it's a little bit harder to get those kicks off in the way that it was before. But um, he didn't. He, he never used to have that slip and rip style with such a good jab and a check hook, which he developed in the later years of his career. And the stance is a little bit different to your Muay Thai stance. It's going to be a better stance for you to kick to to kick like that. Having said that, I think he's also very, very, um, very jealous with how he kicks. You know, he's very, very conservative, but he still kicks well. And he, when he kicks, he kicks hard, and he reminds you that you cannot leave your legs there. And I think he he used that whilst he uses them sparingly, he uses them well. So. Um, I think a lot of that's got to do with the stance, the change of stance in his in his boxing. Um, the check hook and the the jab are now primary in his um in his arsenal, and his his ability to to do different like to do different types of jabs, and to time you coming in with uppercuts and whatnot. It's it's a little bit of a different stance, so it's kind of off for him to throw that kick a little bit. My opinion, I could be just talking shit. Um, Stainless Stove says, when did Mini Me have such a growth spurt? Who are we talking about? We're talking about my daughter. Um, when did she grow? Is that what you're talking about? you're asking? I'm not exactly sure. Quezzy B says, Tony Ferguson versus Fiziev. Uh, Hudson, I, I'm more with you. Fiziev versus Gillespie would be a good fight. It'd be a very good fight. I think Gillespie gets him. That's me, if I had to guess. Um, I, I, yeah, I'd rather see Fizia versus Gillespie. If I see him fight against Ferguson, Ferguson beats him. Great for Ferguson, but if he beats Ferguson, everyone expected him to beat Ferguson. Him and Gillespie. Now that's a fight. That's a crazy fight. Gus Hodges says if the Aldo versus Dillashaw matchup somehow got put together, I find it hard to see how TJ can pull off the win. Given their respective attributes and skill sets, am I missing something? I think I I think that um it's it's a real interesting fight because they're both about the same age, you know. Um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who wins that fight. I really don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh sport reaction says Gun destroys. And Garner, I don't know. Again, I don't know. 
Nathan Gorman says, how will Diaz and Lawler actually play out? I feel like it will be boring. Diaz ain't fought in years and has no punching power, and Lawler has lost four fights in a row, and he's gun-shy. I expect a dud. All right. Diaz has a lot of stoppages by by punches, man. He hits pretty hard for someone's not winding up on his punches. So um, he's knocked out Lawler in the first round. So, you know, he places his punches very well. Fucking stopped, he stopped uh, Paul Daly in the first round. Both big hitters, you know, both at the time, especially they were. Um, he doesn't load up on his shots, but he, he stings, man. He stings and he hits hard enough. Uh, I don't know what that fight's going to look like because I haven't seen Diaz fight for a long time. I don't know where Lawler's at in his career. You know what I mean? Like this is obviously one of those name value fights. You know, you're watching this for for the name. You know, not not necessarily because it's going to go anywhere in the division necessarily. Um, both these guys are absolute legends. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know unless I haven't seen Diaz fight. I, I think Diaz hits hard enough. You know, like he'll he'll hit you and he'll put the volume on it. Um, but he's he has stopped a lot of people, you know. He has stopped a lot of people, he's hurt a lot of people and then submitted them as well. Like he he'll hurt you on the feet. Chris H says Brad Riddell versus Fiziev. Yep, that's another one. Sport reaction says people hit guys in the back of the head on ground and pound. Yes, they do, my friend. Yes, they do. And on the feet too. Gray says, Hey Fab, we've got a bad feeling if Till beats Brunson. The UFC will push for a title fight versus versus Israel because they can't do a big show in Australia due to COVID restrictions. I don't. I don't think so. I think that that fight's going to happen with Rob. I don't. I, I think that that fight with Rob's more or less it's going to happen. From my understanding, I don't. I don't see how Till, who lost to Rob, would be up for for that fight. Um, Juice says might go to NZ. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't. I don't see how you could make the fight in NZ right now with the whole COVID thing. Um, New Zealand is, is you're going to have to quarantine. It's going to be a shit fight over there. Uh, Sport reaction says, would you fight in New York with the taxes? We get taxed. Big time here in in Australia, so um, I don't think it would make max made make a massive difference. Laced up says, imagine Prime came Velasquez versus Cyril Garn. That would be a technical heavyweight fight if I've ever seen one. Really good fight that one. Really really good fight. I would have liked to have seen a Prime Kane versus uh, Francis. Uh, Stainless Stove says, when I see Aldo fight a bantamweight, it confuses me. He's a tank. He is a tank man. He's he's a very 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 athletic, like really really strong athletic little guy, dude. Like he he really is. Uh, Nathan Gorman says Sean Brady is out of the Kevin Lee fight. Who you think Kevin should fight? I personally think he has the physical attribute to be champ. His performance was versus Barboza was mad. I feel like he lacks something mental. Um, I can't say to you what it is. You know, Kevin Lee has definitely got all the physical attributes to be champion. I don't know what it is. I've got my theories, but, you know, that's my theories about somebody else that I really don't know. Um, I don't know who he should fight not having, um, uh, you know, Brady being out of the fight. 
I, I don't know. But yeah, he's 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 a very, 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 very good fighter. Um he's another guy that at lightweight, you have to throw him in the mix, you know, and you have to think like he he could get through pretty much anyone there, or he could he could beat anyone there, or he could lose to him. But he's a yeah, he there, there's something there that he hasn't quite put together yet, you know. And I don't think it's because I don't know. I don't know. I can't I can't really say that. Sport reaction says Aldo being small has a negative impact on his GOAT debate, less risk of getting knocked out. Yeah, but it's there's also more they're, they're also faster and overall more skilled. You know what I mean? Um you can't compare the skill levels, I think, the technical skill levels of an Aldo with do this, pick the top five guys at welterweight, pick the top five guys at featherweight and lightweight and compare those guys to the top five in heavyweight. It's Skill levels aren't the same, dude. They're not even close. Um, Stainless Stove says, Fab, apart from Peter Yarn, who else at Bantweight do you think has the best chance to give Aldo a tough fight? Like I said earlier, I think um, Dillashaw, I think Sanhagen, Al Jermaine, all those guys will give him a will give him a good run, man. Um, Stainless Stove says he just looks so fucking jacked. He's ripped. He's super lean. Um, Rob Font, yeah, there's some good guys there. Uh, Juice says I don't mind back of the head strikes. Is that just me? Um, I I don't know if it's just you and the context you're being hit in the back of the head. <laughs> MMA short says please give out. Give a shout out to my channel. Shout out to MMA Shorts. Um, Wishful Thinking says, hey, Fab, fairly new listener. What's your relationship with Rob and how did you meet? Man, uh, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it, my friend. Um, obviously, it's not you. It's just something that keeps keeps getting asked. It's kind of, I don't really have any relationship to Rob now, but I was Rob's one of Rob's main coaches for like seven years. Um, how did I meet? He just came into a gym I was coaching in at the time, and uh, we just started coaching more and more and and that that's it that's the extent of of the relationship uh juice says is Stipe versus jones official have you already spoken about it um no we haven't spoken about it we can speak about it uh that's going to be a cracker fight Lu lucian fox says it's crazy just a few months ago remember you saying you can't see anyone beating francis then boom cyril comes out of nowhere um yeah look man i I don't know. I don't know that the Cyril can beat Francis. I think he can. I think anyone can beat anyone. But like I said, I think Cyril's got a lot of weapons and he's smart. The and he can beat him. The only thing he's got to not get hit for three rounds, and then the fourth and fifth, I, I think Cyril can really come on. Um, I think he's much better striker. I think he's way better striker. I think he's much more technical than Francis. He's got much better moving. He's got much better angles. But Francis defies those laws of physics. He can be off balance hit you and knock you into next week. And I don't know if I said I can't see anyone beating Francis. I don't know that I would have said that necessarily. I'm not saying I didn't. The reason I say it is because I've seen people beat Francis, you know. Stainless Stove says, mini me equals you, Fab. Stainless Steel, boldness. Adam D says, do you keep up to date with the Ultimate Fighter, Fab? Nah, not at all. I do not um, keep up to date with that whatsoever. Not even... Not even one percent. Uh, I just don't. I just don't think I watch the fights. You know, I do a little bit of research on the fights. I love watching the fights. Um, and yeah, that's the that's the extent of my 
thing. I don't watch like too many interviews or anything like that just because honestly to me, I know how much it's all it's all just a show, you know. And 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 I'm not bagging people for that. I think it's all cool for you to to watch that. And if you enjoy the the back and forwards and that and everything, it's all good. But but I also know that it's all bullshit. You know what I mean? None of that's real, none of it it matters. So it's not it's not what what you see is not what what it is you know the people aren't going to say what they really think or what who they really are you know necessarily necessarily you know so yeah juice says i'm talking about back of the head strikes in mma um just a sec um yeah back of the head strikes the the thing is man i think with the back of the head strikes like it's hard like you can't really see the shots coming and you can't really defend yourself i think once you've given that point i i yeah i think you kind of capitulated the fight as well like if, if you turtle down like this and somebody's landing shots in the back of your head you, you're done you're not defending yourself um but i think the problem with the back of the head strikes is that um the shots land you know that people get hit in the back of the head there's not not even a, a question um, Chris H says, "Hey, coach, would Khabib beat the top BJJ players in a no gi match? No, I can fucking guarantee you that he wouldn't. He like the good, like the good guys. Like say, I'll give you an example. Like a guy like Craig Jones, I've seen him roll with people. It's not, it's not like it's not even a, a no. It wouldn't. It like no, it wouldn't even come close. And it's it's not because um like." Khabib's not good. Khabib's a very good grappler, but his grappling is, is for combat and it's a big difference. Having said that, the the very best grapplers in the world might not, like not, not, not might not, for sure, wouldn't do very well against him in MMA yeah, unless they've been training MMA, you know, and they're going to use their grappling. But if they, I'm talking about if they, if they um, haven't been training MMA, the very best grapplers in the world and they fought Khabib, they, he'd smash him because the first shot would change everything. But on the flip side of that, if there is no strikes and he's just grappling against them, it's very, very hard because they're specialists. You know, they, they, The difference is very, very, very big. And it depends on the rule set. Hold on a second. Oh. Yeah, the, the rule sets make the make the matches too, you know. If he, if he can't... Um, like maybe if it was like a, a three-minute match and takedowns were scored, you know, like it's a three-minute match and if you get a takedown and the guy can't pull guard, then yeah. But a 20-minute submission grappling, submission-only match where you have to engage, you have to engage. You can't do – no disrespect to him because he played the rules, but like a Brendan Shaw versus Cyborg match where he could back out and it, like there was no – like that now, okay, then yes, he could get a draw. But I'm talking about where he has to engage and actually roll with someone. Like if Brendan Schaub had to engage and roll with Cyborg, it wouldn't even be close. To, it wouldn't be a close match. Um, I don't think he'd beat the, the top guys, um, Khabib, in, in grappling. I, I don't think he would do bad, but I just think like when you think of like your Marcelo Garcias and that, it's a different level, man. It's a different, it's a different fucking animal, man. You watch like, the Craig Jones kind of guys are Cron Gracie like that when they grapple 
in that grappling realm, it's it's different. It's a very very different thing. I don't even know how much experience he's had grappling under that rule set. You know, I'm sure that if I'm sure that if he said I'm going to train and compete under this rule set, like in say two years, three years, I'm sure he could do very well. But if you're asking me, like right now, I'm saying to you, it's a very specific thing at the top, top, top. It's a very specific thing. But a lot of it depends on the rule sets as well. You know, a lot of it depends on that. And you're asking the top guys. You're not talking about would he do well against some black belts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he'll fucking kill some black belts. Um, Adam D says, agreed. I just skipped to the fights. The drama is kind of cringe. Dude, I find it so cringe. And also I find like, man, being involved in a lot of sport and that when people go, have you seen this documentary? Have you seen that? Da, 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 da. I, I can't watch them, dude, because like I've seen with a lot of different athletes I've worked with, with a lot of different people, a lot of like not even athletes, business people or whatever, I've seen how fake a lot of that shit is. So I don't watch I can't watch it, man. They, they killed the child in me, mate. They killed the child. Um. Jason Correa says, I like the way Cyril was using a high guard, blocking power shots with his forearms in the sparring against Francis. Yeah, look, man, don't look into that too much because sparring is very, very, very different um, to an actual fight, you know? And they're not throwing full power shots with small gloves, you know? They're very padded up, and it's different. It's all very, very different. Kamaru says, Ghani can't keep that close to Nganu. Once Nganu keeps punching you, even... You even with a jab, it will slow you down eventually. Yeah, and look, not just slow you down, dude, but only one has to get through to really change the even if it doesn't knock you out, you just have to feel that power to go, okay, I can't stay here, you know, I just can't stay here. Chris Chris H says it would be fun to watch Khabib in that EBI combat rules that allow slaps. In that in that rule setting, he'd do very well. Um but see, you've got to also understand something else with Khabib. It's not just his grappling that that he – I haven't seen him fight, and this is the thing, I haven't seen him fight a Gilbert Burns or a – and correct me if I'm wrong with this, but I haven't seen him fight a Gilbert Burns or a, or a Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira would have been an interesting fight um, in, in, in MMA, you know, which would be a little bit different because that's that's a – that's a different puzzle to solve. Like Charles Oliveira's jiu-jitsu is very, very, very good. I do think Khabib would get the better of you because this is why. It's not the grappling. If they had a match, a grappling match, Charles would probably tap him. Probably. I'm not sure. I have no way of knowing this. Um, but I do think like if he um, – when he fights, he puts on a pace – he puts a pace on you, and he implements his he implements his strategy to a point where where like he does it the best out of everyone, dude. He he knows that he can take you down, and if you get up, he can keep that pressure on you and take you down and let you get back up. And he's going to hit you on your way up. And if you stay in the guard, and he ever feels uncomfortable, he just stands up and wails on you, and you've got to move. You know, so he will just keep wearing you down and wearing you down and wearing you down and wearing you down, you know. So it's um it's 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 a tough yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough person to um to deal with. Um sorry guys, I'm gonna skip a couple of these. 
Hudson says, do you think Jerry should take another fight or just wait it out until he's next for a title fight? I don't know because with the UFC, there's no way of you knowing if you're going to get that next title shot unless, I don't know, I can't even say unless anything. You don't know because the rankings aren't actual proper ranking. It's not a tournament system or whatever. So if you if you don't fight as well, what happens is the guy behind you comes through, has a great performance, and then the next thing happens is he's in line for the title, you know? So I don't know. He's, his performance against uh, Dom was fantastic, but I don't know if if that alone is going to get him a title fight unless if someone comes through and does something spectacular. I don't know. Gus Harris says, G'day, Fab and Mini-Me. What's your background? Did you say your lovely chef lady is Mongolian? Your little dude's a cutie. MMA question, does Rob the Contender Bender beat the Black Beast? Um, Let's go back. Okay. This is my daughter. She's a, she is a little cutie. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, my my fam my wife's family are from what's now my wife's family is from what is now in Mongolia. Uh, they are they are Chinese. They're like Chinese now, but they're from like the border, triple border of Russia, China, and uh, Mongolia. Thank you very much. Rob beat. The the Black Beast, the Derek Lewis, dude, they are separated by quite a few weight divisions. Uh, Juice says, the F-bomb in Australia is how we greet each other. It's a term of endearment. Uh, Martovi says, notice you interviewed Isaac Butterfield. Just wanted to ask how that came about. Did you hit him up or did he hit you up? I only recently heard about him and saw his content. A mutual friend. We had a we have we have a mutual friend, and that's how he came on the show. We just spoke through a mutual friend. Um, Gus, Har Gus Harris says Fab and the Bartsman would be awesome to watch. Just said Gus Harris. Um, yeah, no, I think yeah, and also going back to that like thing you were saying about Khabib in grappling, baby. The monster. Um, going back to the thing you said about Khabib in grappling, like, yeah, don't don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's not capable of doing fantastically well in in no gi elite competition. He is, and he may well be if he's if that's what he's doing right now. Like, say for example, the last two years, you know, he stopped fighting, and that's what he's focusing on. Yeah, he could do, he could do amazingly well. But all I'm trying to say to you is there's a big difference, you know, especially in the rule sets, man. Like 20 minutes sub only, it doesn't matter if he takes them down or whatever, da-da-da, you're looking for submissions. You know, the top guys are going to more than likely going to get it. If it's IFBJJF thing, it's like you can win. If you're not practicing that that particular thing, you lose. You can win matches and lose matches by – by advantages, you know, or whatever they call now. I don't know if they call this the same thing. So you have to be like doing that exact thing for a while. Otherwise, it's hard for you to to really get what you're doing. Um, uh, Chris H says, "Thanks for taking time to answer all of the questions. Appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate you guys asking them, man. I appreciate you guys being on the chat. So I really do. Thank you so much." Juice says, "How easy or hard is it to fall into a guillotine when going for a takedown? I've seen many guys." Many times a guy go for a takedown 
and the defender throw on a guillotine. It doesn't usually work, but I see it a lot. There's a couple of things with a guillotine, right? It depends. Your head positioning depends a lot. If you're if your head positioning, if you're like almost at a right angle with your head down like this, it's a lot easier for them to guillotine, and then they're going to break your posture, and the, the guillotine's going to be in a lot deeper. But if you if you change your level and shoot, and your head's kind of up, it's hard for them to guillotine you to begin with, right? The other the other thing is once that person goes for the guillotine, unless they unless they've sprawled, depends who you do it to, man. You do it to Marcelo Garcia, you're going to get guillotined. But it depends who you do it to. If the person has kind of defended the 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 takedown first, and then they've got the guillotine in, and then they go for it, they'll probably get the guillotine. But if they just jump into the guillotine, a lot of the times, the takedown's finished. And then from there, like, unless they've wrapped their hands up tight, da-da-da-da-da, like, the defense is not that difficult, man, because you can grab, like, I take this hand, I start to work on the grip, and then my my shoulder, I push. So if my... If they're guillotining me with their left arm, I push my left shoulder into their chest and pull my weight in that direction, and I start to to break the grip. You can also put your hands over the the, the shoulder or whatever, but like in a nutshell, that's what that's the the mechanics of that defense. So taking your shoulder, putting that pressure in where where the arm on the opposite side of their arm that they're guillotining you with. So it's not. It's hard to, to guillotine like that. Like when you when you just get when if you get hit with a double leg and the guy, if he times it correctly and his posture is good, it's very hard to guillotine. If he doesn't time it right and his posture's shit, you're getting that guillotine. Um Gus Harris says, Have you met Isaac's dad, Tony Butterfield? Beautiful, strong human. I have not. Jess Wilkinson says, Hey Fab, just tuning in. Do you see more heavyweights like Gun showing up? And this turning into the norm as the sport develops, technical, agile, athletic, or has gone the exception. I think, like I've said before, I think like if you if you take someone, if you were to get LeBron James and LeBron James wanted to fight, like he was built to fight in his head, he could actually fight, which I don't know if he can or if he can't. And he's not, you're not going to see him fight now, anyways, you know, unless he squanders all his money or something. But if you got an athlete of that level to fight, like all those heavyweights would look like they can't move, man, compared to him. You know, they you got a the, the difference there is like massive in, in athleticism and whatnot. He'd look like a freak of nature in the octagon, dude. Um, like, and again, people you know might say, "Oh, Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul." Like, dude, one, I said if you can fight, right? If you're in core can fight, and two, if you've been training to fight. Not you're at the tail end of your career and you went there because somebody gave you some money. That's not the same thing. I'm saying if you had a guy like LeBron James that when he was 17 said, you know what, I'm done with this basketball stuff. I'm going to go and do MMA. If he did that, you'd see some crazy, crazy level of athlete. But nobody, nobody with that level of athleticism and that build is not playing basketball. You know what I mean? They'd be, you'd be mad. You'd be absolutely mad to do that. Like, like there'd be no way that, that that you'd see that level, you know. Um, the UFC just does not pay that kind of money. That's what it comes down to. Um, so, no, you'll see other guys come through. I don't think that Gun is like a, a, a you know crazy athlete either. I just think that when you see that, like compared to especially Lewis, who's a very kind of like 
stable kind of dude, if you you know read into that as you will, it makes a massive difference. Is they look very very different in the way they move. Um, Chris H says, if Khabib ever did do a no gi match, it would be great to get new viewers and eyes on the sport. You can see him do a no gi match though. You can see him at Naga and that he did. You know he won the advanced division at Naga. You know he he, he did really well too. Um, I don't know what the link is in that, but you can just Google that. So you can see him grapple. Like he, he can grapple, dude. He knows what he's doing. Um, but a, your question is not that. I think your question was more, or the, the question was more along the lines of would he beat like a top of the food chain jiu-jitsu guy in a jiu-jitsu match? I don't know. I don't think so. You know? Um, wishful thinking says Ortega submits Khabib. I, I don't know. I don't know if Ortega submits Khabib because I don't know how Ortega would do against the best Nogi guys in the world. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I know that like a Gilbert Burns guy, he's he's that kind of guy. He's jiu-jitsu is like, he's a wizard. You know what I mean? And he he's won world titles and the rest of it. So that's a different, that's a different thing. Voji says, huge fan from South Africa, man. You ever been down here? I have not, man. I want to go. I want to go a lot. Um, I have been to North Africa, been to Morocco, uh, but I really want to go to South Africa. You know, um, that's that's up there. Gus Harris says, Volkanovski versus Khabib would be awesome. Maybe I'm biased, but do you think Volk has anywhere near enough to play on the ground with Khabib? Imagine them at 170. At 170, Khabib would win, dude. Volkanovski fights at, at featherweight, you know what I mean? And Khabib is a big lightweight. So there'd be a lot of um, advantages that that Volkanovski would be giving up, especially going up two weight divisions and fighting someone like Khabib who that's what he wants to do. Um, Volkanovski has the, – the problem is that, that Khabib is better than Volkanovski from a distant grappling. I think, I think Volkanovski is the better striker. But Khabib is better than Volkanovski at what Volkanovski does best in the grappling department. Uh, Khabib's better. Um, but but Volkanovski is a better striker, in my opinion. But I don't think he has a striking to stop Khabib coming forward if you're making him go up, if you're making him go up to welterweight. He's, he's, he's small, dude. He's a short guy. He's very, very thick, very thick. And at featherweight, he, he at featherweight he can do what he does because I'm telling you there's there'd be no one stronger it wouldn't even be fucking close to how strong he is compared to everyone else at featherweight like I, I've worked with him and like I've known him since he was a little kid you know like he had a bowl haircut and that he used to go to the wrestling tournaments when under twelves and that and I was coaching like uh, other teams dude this guy he's he's like uh Imagine like you took a middleweight and you cut his arms and legs off at the knees and elbows, and that's Volkanovski like that. He's that he's that strong, dude. He's not. It's it's special strong. Um, how are you, Abul Fazul? Juice says thank you for the guillotine explanation. Very interesting. I'll be able to show off my knowledge to my mates at the next fight card. Juice, when you do it, do it like casual, like you something that they should have known, like. Everyone likes that patronizing dickhead friend. Try and be that guy because everyone likes him. Papa Bridge says, 
Wagwan Fat Boys Fab. Why is the full guard guillotine the most inconsistent sub out there? Now, standing guillotine that is for the man of culture, basically because of the explanation I said before. Like a full guard guillotine is hard because they can just push down with the shoulder that's that's like in that that's against the body. They can push down, and it's not that hard to to um to 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 defend. It's not impossible to to get it, but it's it's not that hard to defend, you know. I I like to not anymore because my knees are shot, but like a kind of like a half guard guillotine from there is is, and I can put one leg over the back. I prefer that more. I have long arms, long arms and long legs, and I I like that more than the the the, the full guard guillotine. That's just me. Um, Abul Fazel. Abel Faisal, if you could not put rude gestures on there, I'd appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much. Um, Sam says, Triple C will sub LeBron. LeBron would probably punt him, dude. Um, Chris H says, a lot of guys that, that size go to the NFL in the US instead of fighting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you go to, in Australia, you'd play basketball or you'd go to rugby league or rugby union. AFL, like, that's where those kind of guys go. And in the US, basketball, NFL, um, even baseball, dude, you know what I mean? Hockey. Like, you got to understand, dude, that all those sports that I just mentioned, even soccer as well, like for the lighter guys, if you've got the talent to make it all the way to the top, he'd go all the way to the top. You know what I mean? You wouldn't. There's no, like, people might say, oh, no, he could have played in the NFL, but he's, he's, um, he's, he's, He's fighting. Maybe there might be one dude that really what he wants to do is fight, but no. Nah, like, just look at what you, you would get to pay, to ride the bench if you had like this much talent. You'd you'd, you'd go. Uh, Juice says LeBron would KO Triple C. Like, Juice, how dare you, sir? Uh, Papa Bridge says I could only see Khabib getting dust. Well, you can go on YouTube and see him getting triangled. Um, man, he could get submitted. That's not, I guarantee you get submitted to training as well. Uh, Gus Harris says, G'day, Voji from South Africa. Like, I've seen really good guys get submitted by not so good guys at training. That that happens all the time. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm going to skip a few. Brett M says, Khabib's pressure is what beats even the best striking. I think also Khabib is not unbeatable. You know what I mean? I think that he got out at the right time too. You know, he did the, he was smart. You know, he did a very, very good job of that. Uh, Gus Harris says, didn't bulk debut at middleweight. Yeah, and he walked around even heavier. But if you think he could compete at middleweight in the middleweight division in the UFC, is a different story. He competed at middleweight in like the, the regional shows back, back, back in the day. I remember him at middleweight, but um, he's a little guy. Like he's he's a very short guy. Um, the conscientious objector says Khabib was a huge lightweight guy. Almost died making fifty five. Yeah, and he and he was smart to do that, you know, because the way that he fights, he can be the bigger guy there. That's a big thing. Gus Harris says, "Nah, Southwest Sydney, Voji, much love to you though, my man." That's nice, guys. Bacon and Egg says, Cyril beats Francis for the simple fact that he has a chin and more tools. 
dude, if that was the case, then we'd I would be a millionaire in in um in picking fights. But that doesn't mean that you win fights, dude. That's you see, especially in the heavyweight division, where one shot can knock you out. I don't think that Francis. I don't think that Cyril can't beat Francis, but I don't think that it's as simple as that. Chris H says, if Gordon Ryan is retired, who do you think is number one right now? I don't know, dude. I don't follow grappling to that extent. I don't. I don't know, like the who's who and who's coming out of Brazil and who's winning this and who's winning that and who won. I, I don't know, like to that extent, to give a proper answer. The now the name that comes up in my head is Craig Jones. Um, But there's always good guys, man, coming out of Brazil and whatnot. There's always good guys. And it depends on the rule set as well, because Gordon was number one pretty much across the board, didn't matter the rule set. But I don't know that Craig does as well in in the like IFBJJF rule set. I don't, I don't know. The conscientious objector says, yep, and patient Francis is more likely to play a point game with gun. It it could, yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I don't. They're not stupid either. You know what I mean? They've got each other's distances. It's going to be an interesting fight. Um. Okay. Virgie says I'm actually okay. Well, good. Sorry, guys. I'm just skipping a few. Uh, Virgie says, "Fab, do you still see train with Whitaker?" No, I do not. We. We stopped working together, sold the gyms to him and that maybe two years ago almost now. The start of the pandemic, the start of the pandemic, about four weeks before the pandemic, that's when when I left that, that team. Like I sold him the gyms and we fixed all the business stuff between us and, and he's with he's with that team and I'm doing my own thing over here. Um, the conscientious objector says, do you think Khabib retired because he could no longer make 55? He's weighing against Justin looked up. Rigged one hundred percent. Um, I don't know that it was because he couldn't make one fifty five. I think like he might, it might be like I, I don't know, but I think he he's smart dude. Like not many people, I I admire the fact that he got out when he did because not many people understand that there was only at any time at any time what well, his loss was coming. It was around the corner. You know what I mean? Someone was going to beat him. Someone's going to beat him soon. And as soon as they beat him. It's going to be, see, Khabib, blah, 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 blah. So he got out when when he got out. You know, he got out at the exactly the right time. He he beat just he beat Gaethje, and that was it, man. He got out. I think that, that was a smart thing to do, whether whether it was because he, whatever, his parents, not, who knows. He couldn't make the weight. He had not Maybe he has an injury that you don't know about. So who knows why he got out, but all I know is that he got out at the right time and he was smart to do it. Um, Laced Up says, even just a small free snippet of Khabib's instruction on BJJ Fanatics shows how even just controlling an opponent on the ground using just your legs has a dramatic effect against the current fighters. 1,000%. 1,000%. If you, I can't stress this enough, if you take someone down and you can make them stop, then you will get some time to rest. And that, my friends, is the way the cookie crumbles. It's 100,000 billion percent correct. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just how the cookie crumbles, man. That's the way it works. And he's a freak of nature, you know? Um, 
Gus Harris says, sorry for the side chat, Fab. You seem to have a tendency to draw quality humans to your chat and isolate as wet dream. Thank you, sir. That's what I'm going for, man. I'm glad that we can all have a chat and have a good time here, and I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the support from you guys. And please have all the side chats you want, guys. Please do so. I just won't necessarily read them all because they're side chats, but please have them all the side side chats you like. Juice says Steeper has a chin too. Yeah, man, having a chin is not like the chin will get cracked. You get hit flush, your chin gets cracked. Simple as that. Um, Chris H says, Hope Gable Stevenson will start training MMA. He's one of those freak athletes. Yes, he is, dude. Yes, he is. Um, and if he's going to go, he now would be a good time, you know what I mean? But you know, the thing is, is like some people don't want to do that. And like we we're talking about it, like in, in other countries, like if your goal, like say a Jordan Burroughs or something like that, like he'll be fine financially, et cetera, da 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 da, da as a as a wrestler and what he is and da da da. And if he wants to coach wrestling and he loves wrestling and he doesn't need to fight and he doesn't have to lose his brain cells, he'll be fine, you know, um, more than fine financially. And especially like in a, a lot of like Eastern European countries, um, like some of the Central Asian countries, like the wrestlers, if you win a gold medal at the Olympics, you're God in that country, dude. You're an absolute God. In Russia, you're, you're looked after, man. You're, you're, you're looked after if you're a gold medalist. And so not just, oh, this is how much money you get off, uh, off that. Like you, like you are pretty much safe to say you could walk into any university and be a top-level coach, you know? And someone like Stevenson, to do it so young, to already have a gold medal that young, he could be someone that wins two or three gold medals um, as a as a wrestler. So I don't know that unless he really wants to switch over. Um, like Aaron Pico had a, an illustrious career as a junior wrestler, really, really high level. And you still might see him put it all together in MMA. And I'm, I'm a big Aaron Pico fan and I love watching him fight and I hope that he does, you know. Um, but someone like Stevenson, he could go and fight MMA now, and if it suits him, if it suits him like his his style and everything, he'll kill people, dude. But he might not be able to fight. He might not handle strikes that well. You know who knows. And the flip side of that is, he's a kind of guy like um like uh, Michelle Lopez kind of guy that that he could get four gold medals. He could get five. That's how young he is. You know, um he has a really good shot of being like the best of all time being how young he is and whatnot so i don't know if he wants to go to wrestling i mean i don't know if he wants to go to mma or even if it would really benefit him he could basically become one of the best olympians of all time so it's interesting you know um zach says at the conscientious objector those public weigh-ins are, are only ceremonial and full cameras they do the rate the real weigh-ins on a digital scale before the event. There's no conspiracy here, mate. That is true. <laughs> I have to say, but not always. That wasn't always the case. That wasn't always the case. Um, Lace Dub says, and he definitely left before MMA fighters could adapt to that, which probably wasn't too far off. Um, it's not even that they don't adapt, like they don't know, and also like some don't know, don't get me wrong, but he left. Yeah, he left at the right time for all those reasons. The conscientious objector says, at Zach, this was not a ceremonial way and go watch it for yourself. 
Um, I don't know which one you're talking about. Scales were wiped as the pointer was still rising. I will say this, conscientious, conscientious objector. I don't know about that way in particular. I'm not going to say that it was rigged. I don't know. But I will tell you this. I have seen with my own eyeballs shit that was off. Not about Khabib. I'm not talking about Khabib. I can't say that about Khabib. But I'm just saying with fighters and weigh-ins and a whole bunch of stuff, I've seen people not make weight and it just go through. So I've seen that. I've seen it with my own eyes. Um. Uh, Justin Vishega says, good show as always. Love listening. Much love to you and everyone on here. No, thank you, sir. Thank you for being here, Justin. I really appreciate it, my friend. Zach says, at the Conscientious Objector, yes, it was. You can go watch a video where Michael Bisping explains the process and says this is not the issue. Um, again, for all of you there, yeah, Zach, the, conscious object, the Conscientious Objector says, at Zach, Bisping will say whatever the UFC tells him to say. Nice guy, but total corporate chill. Um, and uh, look, I, I'm not going to bag Bisping. I think Bisping's doing the right thing for his family and 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 that. But you know, you gotta, you can't live in La La Land, dude. He works for the UFC. You know, that's why I say to you is like, you can't go. Oh, I heard this in an interview. Hence, it's true. You can watch it. Like I watch days. You know, I don't watch it, but I can say I watch this. Like I fucking watch days of our lives, man, and go. Oh, this is a cool show. I've never seen it, by the way. But I can say, oh, this is a cool show. I love the drama. I love the this. I love the that. And she said that. And he said this. None of that's true. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that that happened with Khabib, man. I'm not saying that it did, right? But I'm saying just because Bisping said it wasn't true, it doesn't mean that it wasn't true. You know, it doesn't mean that it was true. I, I don't know. But you got to, you know, cross-reference cross your, your, your sources there. Um, I've seen weird stuff happen. That's all I'm going to say. With my own eyes, I've seen it. Um, Gus Harris says, you worked with Jimmy Crute, right? Is he close to being contention in 22-23? Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I didn't work a lot with Jimmy Crute, a little bit. Um, he's very good, man. He's very, very, very good fighter. You know, very, very good fighter. It all depends what movement occurs in that division. You know, it really, really depends. He hits very, very hard. It's very hard. Highly skilled fighter. It just depends on, on what happens there in that division. Gus Harris says top five, I mean. I mean, yeah, top five, he can he can he can probably get up there. Yeah, for sure. Top five, yes. Uh, Marty Raven says, I think Jordan Burroughs would be able to demand a large salary from the UFC. Um, yeah, I think, I think yes, but at the same time is like, does he need that? You know, does he need it? Like, not everyone wants to fight. Not everyone wants to get their head caved in for what you might think is a large salary. You know what I mean? When, where, where Jordan Burroughs is one of the greatest wrestlers to ever do it. And like, He's he just on speaking tour and coaching and whatnot, he'd make a very, very comfortable living. I don't think he has to fight, you know what I mean? Um Gus Harris says, Didn't Burroughs miss out on the Olympics? Wow, talk about unlucky timing. Almost everyone will lose at some point. Everyone will lose on at some point on a long enough timeline. Um, also you've got to understand Marty as well is like 
like we spoke about earlier. I'm not a UFC hater. I like the UFC. They, I'll tell you right now, they're a fantastic company to work for. You know, they're a fan, when when you when you go with your fighters there. I've been to a lot lot of different promotions. No one comes close to the UFC. No one comes close in terms of professionalism, in terms of how they put the show together, how structured, how well organized this. Everything's thought of. If you go up to someone and say, "Hey, my guy needs X, Y, and Z," it's fucking there. Like there, boom, they'll get it for you. They they are a fantastic organization in terms of that. Um, the fighter pay is not their fault either. Like as far as like, um, the fighters will fight for what they pay them. You know what I mean? Like they're not stopping and going, no, 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 no. Hold on. No, 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 no. X, Y, and Z. Like they pretty much will fight for whatever. And so what happens when you're talking about a Jordan Burroughs, understand this. I'll repeat what I said earlier. The UFC had a card, the, the Strickland and Hall one that no one would watch. No one would have watched that if that was on Bellator, on 1FC, on Legends. No one 